Good, good, good morning. Morning, everyone. And uh, welcome to Revelation Now for another episode of Revelation Now. Hope you all can hear us here this this morning. Good morning, madam. How, how are you? I'm fine, sir. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, you how should. are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's everything? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking like I haven't seen you for days. It feels like it sometimes, but yes. <laughs> oh, wow. wow <laughs> yeah, that. it feels like it's <laughs> Yeah. It's Is that what you feel like? In a way, at the moment, it's a bit busy, isn't it? But it's it's cool. It's fine, though. Okay. Not complaining, not complaining. Okay, thanks. Good morning, everyone, again. And uh, it's lovely to have you here with us. Why don't we open up in prayer and just uh, really invite the Lord um, into a mist? Father, we, we just give you thanks for today, Father. Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered in your name. You're in the midst of us. Hmm. And we just really give you thanks for that, Father. We don't really take that for granted. And Father, we just pray that you have your way this morning, that you will speak through John Mark as he teaches about the letters to the churches, Father. And, you know, we will be able to get divine revelation about the applications of the words that are spoken and they that they will help us in the times and the seasons that we are in now and the ones to come. Father, we just give you thanks and praise. We thank you for anointing and we thank you for your divine revelation. We give you thanks and praise, Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Before we uh, begin, I just uh, get to remind again everybody that we are available um, on Facebook, um, Twitter, and also by email or email address in info at revelationhour.co.uk so if you want to join us or if you want to write us there you can uh, we also got a whatsapp group so if you would like to be added to our whatsapp group where there's a lot of content that's been displaying a lot of discussion taking place as well please do feel free to um, send us your detail and we will add you into the uh, whatsapp Okay, so I think this is it. I don't try to spend too much time or you can contact us because I think now everybody pretty much know how to contact us. Um, so let's um, let's look at something that we always do um, every time we start the show. Let's look a bit of some of the current news that we have on display here. And um, babe, if you can just uh, help us out what really just uh, strike you or anything that you see that you may want to get our attention so let's have a look at this we've got concern mount as um and i churches um which is another island churches face new worship restriction this is a big thing that is not going away and obviously it does affect um many of us here at the moment as we can't really do any worship what's your take on it mm, i think we, we spoke about this last week so okay um, it'd be good. Yeah, I think uh, it's we, we spoke about it in the sense of being able to use what we have, the different platforms that we have, and mm. and just continuing to pray and seek God's face in terms of revelation as to what to do going forward. That was quick. Mm. Is there anything else that you're interested in? No? Mm. Is the news very quiet when it comes to Christian news at the moment? Uh, I I think I don't think it's quite. There's always something, isn't there? But 
when we actually take a look i think there's a it's it's a bit it's similar things that are coming around mm-hmm. um aren't there at the moment um there's nothing that really stands out where we can go wow um but yeah so at the moment it's very similar things that are coming around um so we'll wait to see what else happens in the weeks to come mm-hmm. interesting that one Mark Zickenberg says becoming more religious. What kind of religions are we referring to? Possibly he's Jewish. Is he Jewish? Um, it is. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, isn't it? When mm. we know his company is pretty dig deep into some of the affairs of this world when it comes to technology and yeah, but and then so on. remember what the whole goal is yeah, in the o- end. Obviously, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, so it's just um, in Absolutely. terms of what you know. One religion, one this. So it's just, um, it's quite interesting that yeah, you said that. Absolutely. Um, so there's a, a move forward towards it. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is very interesting. Appeal heard regarding Christian actress fire for Facebook post on gay marriage. Mm. So obviously she, yeah, she put something and then she got, she got called. That, that just really kind of, kind of remind ourselves as well pretty much to be very careful whatever we're posting on on the social media platform you know because they will be picked up by workplaces Mm. we've said this before but (coughs) we say being careful but where you know where do we stop being careful and where where what's the line between being careful and and actually declaring our, who we are and our and faith. That, and, that, and that's, I think um, that, that I is think for me, I believe this is going to be the, the, the big battle for us now to, mm. to really, uh, we've got to draw the line of being politically correct in a sense, you know, in the sense of the term. And at times we may have to begin to rise up and begin to really speak, you know, the truth, what we believe the truth is from the gospel. Mm. Very interesting. Now the last one, um, on the Sundays, it's quite interesting. Never really talked about it before. U.S. Christian astronaut take Bible and cups for communion to space. Oh, wonderful. That is wonderful, isn't it? What wonderful. a testimony. That's great. That is really beautiful. What a see. testimony. Yeah, yeah. So part of the SpaceX crew was docked in International Space Station early this week. He said he has taken his Bible and cup for communion on board. Mm. So honestly, I will probably continue in what we'll be doing, virtual service, virtual giving reading my bible and praying wonderful it doesn't matter where you are out in space on earth you know god is everywhere you take everything with it it's good it's <laughs> love really it. good love it, it it's, it's fantastic it. it's fantastic also uh, really lovely to see someone in that position absolutely yeah absolutely it's very interesting so well done First American, African American astronaut, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that Can we need to. Can you imagine? That's yeah. quite amazing, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. lots of lots of young boys would have always said, oh, "I want to be an astronaut." <coughs> um, yeah. But now they've we've actually for the f- wow, forty-four year olds. You know, two thousand and twenty, yeah. we're in yeah. first astronaut. Well, we get there. All things are possible. Eh? Interesting. Um, on Thursday, I was um, um, sharing um, some end times words uh, to uh, a group a massive group i mean um one of our church members uh, leaders in the church is is got his cell called bolas and he's got over 220 footballers across all europe um it's incredible 
over the last four or five years what he's done um a footballer himself and uh, i was sharing with those guys the footballers and and there is a lot of footballers now that are really growing in, in faith you know in jesus at the moment and mm. these guys i was just practicing my faith different prayer video so hmm it's a prem, Premier League star Angel Gomez has reported to no video of him that emerged online to him being prayed for by Nigerian mega church leader to be healed of his football related injuries. Interesting. The, the you know the things that I realized with all this as we're looking at it is the word of God is is spreading everywhere. You know we got an astronaut taking his Bible to space, spreading to space. You know, we've got footballers spreading to football. Every area is now you see the word of God is spreading. And that that's wonderful. That That's something that we need to remind ourselves. We've also got an actress who's defending her An actress who's defending her faith. Mm -hmm. So, and it's quite interesting that every area is when people used to be very discreet about their faith now has come out completely. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you hear more and more of actress, you know, professing their faith for Christ. There are more footballers now professing their faith for Christ. And we've got this guy, obviously going to space i mean i would love to see how the communion is just going up you know <laughs> and he's taking the bread yeah. floating around yeah, you know figured it out yeah fantastic that was the news fantastic okay so <coughs> let's continue today do you know what i thought we talked a lot about everything that's taking place around us vaccine technology and and so on the edge of aquarius and and, and with the new world order and so much and and it's good it's good that because we need, need to do that but i really sense in my spirit that we need to begin to go back into what the scripture saying because i had a lot of question floating around towards me lately about is the vaccine the mark of the beast because it's got the luciferian name on it and and to be honest if we know the scriptures, what the scriptures speak about the mark of the beast, we shouldn't be asking those questions. And I think it's important for us to begin to go back from time to time into the, what the word of God is truly, truly saying. So we want to begin a new series. Um, we know always the word always going to see the future from a science perspective because of what we spoke about month ago, the age of Aquarius, which is a really based on science and technology advancements, you know truly replacing salvation with immortality through the advancement of technology as well. So we spoke about it previously. But we do know that our revelation is seeing the world from God's perspective. And, and I think that I want us to begin to, over the next few weeks, to dwell into the word of God and into some aspect of the book of Revelation um, that we're going to look into. And I, and I think those are very important. Now, the scripture that we know we've been using many times every morning, every Saturday morning, sorry, is First Peter 5, 8 and Second Corinthians 2, 11. We speak of, be visionary, be sober, be watchful. That is the element really, especially of, a, of, a, of a every believer, to be really watchful and know the times and the season that we're in. But this is where I want to really dwell on. Psalm 119.130 says that the entrance of your word gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. So it's very important that we know the word because the word of God gives light, gives revelation, gives understanding. And it allows not to be dragged into a doctrine which is a non right. False doctrine. And false doctrine. Or that element of fear factor uh, in that sense. And I know that we are talking a lot about the vaccine. They're looking to release the vaccine in the next few weeks. 
upon approval from governments, which pretty much they will approve, I would say so. But Second Timothy 2, 15, 17 says this, and that is very key. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker would do who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And people tend to stop there. But I love 16 and 17, he said, but shun profane and idle babbling, for they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message would spread like cancer. And then he's talking about two people that are doing this, Emmanuel and Philetus, as of this sort. So really, we've got, you know, that is our duty to present ourselves approved to God by knowing the word of God. By doing the work of God, but are doing the word of God. And as he said, rightly dividing the word of truth. Mm. So we've got to separate the false doctrine from what the word of God is saying. And as I was asking, and, and I know we were meant to do this topic for a long time, but as I was asking, the Lord really pointed me to the scripture to remind me, to remind each other that it's important that we know the word of God because of false doctrine coming through. And as I said, the perfect example was when we spoke about the vaccine. The first thing that people are beginning to ask is the mark of the beast. But truly, the mark of the beast will be implemented by the beast himself. This is why it's called the mark of the beast. It is his mark. You know, he will have that he mark. He will have that mark. He will mm. implement that mark mm. upon the nation. And mm. when he implements that mark, the Bible clearly said that no one will be able to, to trade, to sell and mm. buy anything unless you have this mark, which means that it will be in complete control of the whole world. And that's the thing. And, and that, is the, the that, that is thing. the important thing yeah. that we need to understand. He will actually be in control. He will have control over yeah. everything. So he won't be in hiding. He will know <coughs> no, who he is. He will absolutely. have revealed himself Ab and we will actually absolutely. take Absolutely. So and I think that's an important thing to mm. say um, because when with all these questions, um, even with, you know, the particles that are actually going into the vaccine, that it has, you know, one of these ingredients, luciferase, and people are saying, wow, it has his name, you know, um, the thing is, he's not here. You know, he's not actually on the scene. He's, he's he's around. We don't know who he is. He hasn't we he hasn't been revealed in that sense of who he is. And I think the thing is, we can own the mark will only be given once he because he will have the mark and we will take well we won't take the mark but he will the mark will then be given. So if he's not here on the scene, then it's it's not the mark. No, it is not. I think what we are experiencing at the moment is what we call, what I call precursors. It's, mm. it's basically a glimpse of what it may look like in that sense. Um, but there's still a certain freedom about, about us at the moment. So those are why I said it's very important for us to be diligent, to present ourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Very important. Because if he don't, that's what he says, passion, profane, and idle babbling, for mm. they will increase to more ungodliness. But the other thing that has been said as mm. well, in terms of this whole vaccine, <coughs> which has just come to me as we've been speaking, is that, you know, because of technology, mm. it could be something that they're basically wanting to place in people so that it can be activated when he, he does come on the scene. Yeah, but... Let's turn to let's let's read the scripture. I, I don't I don't believe that, and mm. I, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm I, just saying what's I been know. said. Yeah, so what's I been just said. want to, all the questions that have been coming. 
I really want us to just okay. clarify these things before we now, move ahead. Revelation 13 from verse 14, he says this, And he deceived those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and leaf. So we have a, a, a situation, um, first of all, where the people are marveling about this guy, the Antichrist. Okay? So they're marveling about him. He's doing signs and wonders. So he's actually on the scene. He's actually on the scene. That's the first point. So he's doing signs and wonders. Then he goes on to say, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So if you don't worship the image of the beast, then you get killed. That's the first thing. So the, there's an element of dictatorship taking place there. And then he causes whole both and small, great, great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand. So what he says basically here, it means that the system will be in place when it will cause other people we willingly take it or they will be forced to take it. They will be forced to take it. So in that period of time, it's not something that's already going to be in people, you know, microchip already there and then suddenly it's coming to the scene or activated. No. It's something that he will impose. He will have his mark. He will have his way of doing things. What we are seeing is different technology that walking towards it. You got to remember the Antichrist is going to come into the scene. He's not, it's going to come as a deceitful person, as a, as a man of peace, you know. The book of Revelation speaks of the four horsemen of the apocalypse and they describe the, the, the man on the white horse, which is the Antichrist. So he will come as a man of peace, disguised as a man of peace. He will go through deceits, political deceits, schism and so on. He will get to the top. So while the elite are developing all this technology to bring the, the world to new world order to an element of control, the Antichrist making his way to the top nicely, surely, by flattering word, by deceiving people, by charis be charismatic and so on. So by the time he gets to the top, that technology will have been there and he will take that technology and will use that technology for his own purposes, bringing his own spin on it, so to speak, in that sense. And from that moment, he will cause everyone on the earth to take that mark. So the thing is, could you say that this is foundational things? It is. Almost like they will use the, the things that are being put into place now as building blocks to actually be able to ultimately bring in the mark. Yes, but they're not building it for him. This is what I'm no, trying to say. No. They're not building it for the Antichrist. They actually, they're building it for, for themselves. themselves yeah. They have this plan and this ideology of, of creating this society free region without sovereignty which means they can control it uh, bringing in a society with an advanced technology that's why there's such a thing about the 5g and and we spoke about last week about the 6g channel already now um you know this uh, sending the satellite orbiting around the earth we actually display 6g capabilities you know we're talking about digital currency which is going to be be able to program the world in a certain way in that sense and obviously we're talking about the one world religion which actually will be removing completely god from the equation which is really what they want in that sense they're doing for themselves but the antichrist will go through that system we pretend to be doing with them to work with them and eventually it will take over everything so by the time it take over everything will already be in place 
So Oli would come, had his own spin to it. The other thing that as you're speaking as well is just you're saying that they're doing it for themselves. But mm-hmm. when we speak about these things, you know, we, we, we know about the different um, kind of sects that, or the different religions that are different things that people follow in the sense of some of them do worship Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually have the ones who are at the top. You, we're saying that they're not doing it for themselves, but some of them at the top, they're very aware. It's a very, a s- very small number of, of people, people that are very aware. You know, it's quite interesting. I had a vision about four months ago and it was this, this, this room. I could see this room and all I could see is people pledging their allegiance to a man, which I believe the Lord revealed to me was the Antichrist. They were doing this ritual ceremony, this Luciferian ritual ceremony, when they were basically giving allegiance to him, giving him authority in that sense. It's almost like, um, what's the word? Coronation, that's the word I want to use. It was like a coronation taking place and he was basically sworn and there was a handful of people that were just given. So there are a handful of people that know exactly the real plan behind it, mm. but they, they are handful. You know, I would say a very small numbers. And because they pledge the allegiance to him, so everything that they're doing now is leading toward this dictatorial ship system, which really will be an antichrist system. Everything about the system will be antichrist. And we've got to remember that. From the law, and this is what the spirit I mean that I show from the, the, as the population be seen as slave and, and going through a, a, a pattern of birth, school, education, work, debt, pension, and death, you know, pretty much. Now, we find Jesus for salvation. Mm-hmm. We find Jesus for victory. But if it wasn't for Jesus' victory, man, I tell you, there's no hope. Yeah. But there is hope. So that's what we need to understand. So when people telling telling us that, you know, the vaccine is a mark of the beast. It's definitely not the mark of the beast. We haven't even seen what the system on the Antichrist is going to be like. You know, we haven't gone through the old book of Revelation to understand that. But when I read the book of Revelation, the system that's going to be placed is going to be worse. You know, Jesus even said, if he wants it for him, yeah. there will be no flesh left. left. That just yeah. tells you mm. how bad this thing is going to mm. be. They said the man that's going to come into power, no man has come like him before so we are talking worse than nero remember nero was one of the worst persecutors of christian in those days you know and you know as we go through the the letters we will see that as well i explain it nero hitler all those guys they're like they're like puppets compared to the antichrist when he come into the scene he will have the whole package it will be this kind of people will be in adoration but people also will be fearful of him you see so he's got this and he will have this, this power to come himself and declare himself God over the nation. And you've got to realize that a lot of people will accept him as God. Many people today are waiting for a savior. The Jews are still waiting for a savior to come. Mm. We know Jesus came. We know Jesus is a savior of this world. We know he came. But people are still waiting for a savior to come. And when this guy comes into the scene, because of the way the state of the world will be, you will see people just embracing him like the king of the kings. And it's very interesting that when we look at the situation that we are today, we're not at the boiling point yet. But what we are seeing, we are not saying, 
things are beginning to boil a little bit, you know. We beginning to see people are revolting against what the system is doing. You know, people now really, in Europe, it was rare. Over the last, we haven't heard people just having revolution or being discerning about what the, what the government is saying. But even in this country, which people attempt to be very passive, now they're beginning to rise up. So you see a lot of anti-vaccine um, message that has been brought, but not only message has been brought on video, people actually protest. go out there mm. to protest against it. Mm. We see a lot of anti-lockdown protests all over Europe. Mm. So things is beginning to boil. And what he's telling me, is telling me that people are beginning to distrust the system, the current system. That is a perfect fall to bring a new system in. Mm. When the whole world begins to say we had enough of that system, you know, and this is what today you see so many articles about the new world order about what they're doing because they know the this atmosphere is the this is that the is here, the atmosphere yeah. allow them to now bring it into mm. to bring those 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 new messages, mm. you know, about a new world order, something which is gonna be better, you know, that's gonna bring mm. what people want, they want health, they want prosperity. And mm. what is affecting the world today? Health and finances. Mm. And that's what people want. You know. They're not talking so much about peace at the moment because you don't really hear a war. Even I believe that there's things taking it's place coming. under the scene that we're not aware of. And we would eventually discuss it. Next year, I want to do a topic on DARPA and Google, you know, specifically on them. But the atmosphere that we're in today push us for us to know the word of God inside out. And this is why the scripture of 2 Timothy 2, 15, 17 mm. is so key for us. Because it will allow us to be able to discern the truth from false doctrines. Yeah. Deception. Deception, mm. absolutely. So, this new series that we're now uh, beginning here, called the Seven Churches, Seven Letters in Seven Churches Revelation. This is a wonderful topic. I studied that topic for many years. And even to today, when I going to share some of the stuff that we, 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 we believe what God is saying in, the, in those letters as well and the understanding behind it. You know, this one thing that I discovered today that I wasn't even aware of at all, which is an interesting, which is mind-blowing when you think about how the enemy has infiltrated our world to such a point that even the common thing that we are doing is all spiritually connected to satan which is mind-blowing but we're going to this so this is one of the most um i would say not controversial but one of the less read um section of the book of revelation when we talk about the book of revelation people tend to uh, to go and read and love to hear about um the ball um, about the, the, the seals, about the Antichrist, about as we talked about the mark of the beast and everything. And they're trying to skip chapter 2 and chapter 3 and go straight to chapter 5, 6 with the great stuff. You know, people love that great stuff. You know, people love the actions and, and things. To be honest, when you read it from chapter 6 all the way onward to chapter 19, this is not some action movie. This is horror, you know. Mm. I could compare this to horror because the things that god is going to release on the earth and to allow this thing to take place not only release from heaven but allow the antichrist to be able to rule on this earth for seven years and to bring havoc especially to christian and everything that oppose a system because we're not only talking about christian we're also talking about everyone that would oppose a system so 
when we look at this, we've got to understand that the season that we're in, in a lockdown, we've got to look what God is saying to us as people and saying to us as a church, the body of Christ. So we can begin to rectify the things that need to be rectified and be ready for the age to come and what's coming. And that's mm. why I sense that it was important for us to touch on that new series, looking into the churches. Now, I wanted to touch briefly on something which I've done a bit of study, but I don't want to really dwell into this too much because I think there's still a lot of controversy about it. It's God's plan on this earth. Now, there are many people that believe that there is a seven years plan from God. And basically, the Jews and the early Christians believe that God was working on a 7,000 years plan for this earth, which is a very, very interesting. Now, the things that we understand here, some of the scripture people referring here is that Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plan that I have towards you, says the Lord. Isaiah 46, 9, 10 says this, remember the former things of all, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Now, Peter, I love Peter when he says this. He said that one day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. Very, very interesting. So, many people believe this. Now, there's a guy, an expert from some guys called Edouard Gibbon. And one of his book called The Declan and Fall of the Roman Empire, he says this. Very interesting. The ancient and popular doctrine of the millennium was intimately connected with the second coming of Christ. As the works of the creation had been finished in six days, their duration in a present state according to a tradition which was attributed to the prophet Elijah was fixed to 6,000 years. By the same analogy, it was inferred that this long period of labor and contention which was now almost elapsed, would be succeeded by a joyful Sabbath of a thousand years and that Christ was a triumphant band of the sun and the elect who had escaped death or who had been miraculously revived would reign upon the earth until the time appointed for the last and general resurrection. Now, if you want to read that, you can get this book. It's very, very interesting. But what we understand is Exodus 28 says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor, do all my work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. And in that day you shall not do any work. For six days the Lord made heaven on earth and the sea and all in them and, rest, and rested on the seventh day. So based on the scriptures and based on what Peter says that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand is like a day. Yeah. Many people believe that God has been working on his earth for a pay for he's got a plan of seven thousand years. Mm. Six days. Six days represent six thousand years of uh, human history in relation to God dealing with man, but also allowing man to come back to Christ, which is actually go all those 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 period of time from the pre noadic time, you know, pre pre flood, and then after flood and the Christ and then up to today. And I believe that that's about around 6,000 years. Now, I am not going to say to you guys that 
this is right or this is not right at all because some of the numbers doesn't really add up to be honest but the interesting thing is that whatever it is god is working on a plan on his earth and there's a plan for it and and it's quite interesting that what we know about for sure is a thousand years is the day of rest this is a this is when jesus will come return with the saints establish his millennial kingdom for a thousand years which the Bible refer, the Jews refer, and the early Christian church refer as the day of Sabbath. So you kind of wondering the other six days or the other six thousand years, you know, God has been working to deal with us. Now, as we all know, we're heading, we are in the end times. You know, there's there's no two way to kill ourselves. We are in the end times. But I'm not believing that we are towards the end of the end times. I think we're actually at the beginning of it. Mm, me too we are the beginning we just yeah. things that just started mm. you know and i know people have been saying in the 1960s in 1950s in 1948 you know the, the real time scale for me the time i started in 1914 when israel was brought back yeah. as a state mm-hmm. but truly when we're looking at the, the, the birth pangs that jesus referring in matthew 24 you know i think we are now beginning to see this and those elements that's taking place at the moment between disease and and pestilence and 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 rumors of wars because we are so focused on the covid 19 that we don't understand that there is rumors of wars taking place all over the world at the Mm. moment you know we the russian are getting ready they're getting ready the english are getting ready no more than two weeks ago boris johnson put a decree that was now splitting extra money into a defensive system mm. in the uk so people are getting ready even though the main population are looking at the COVID and they're looking at the health issue the governments are preparing say, for war we have to look at what where the where the government is spending money yeah yeah they're preparing for war so we've got to understand that matthew 24 that is referring jesus referring about the rumors of war and and wars in various places and, and pestilence and so on we are beginning to see first the birth pangs that Jesus has been speaking about. Now, when it comes to the book of Revelation, in that sense, we got to understand that the definition of Revelation is this. is the unveiling, the uncovering, a presentation of something that was hidden. And while we're talking about the book of Revelation, we're not talking about the seven bowl and the Antichrist. The book of Revelation is basically the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting, as you look in chapter 1, you see the revelation of Jesus Christ. John, what John see? John see Jesus Christ, you know. The book of Revelation was written by John the Apostle as he was in Patmos. He was in a, in a, in a, in a highland of Patmos. Now, John was a wonderful preacher an amazing preacher and he created so many havocs and problems in the roman empire during this time that they've tried to kill him and they couldn't kill him they tried to boil they literally boiled him with oil and he would not die so in order for him to stop him talking and sharing the gospel they sent him to patmos this island in Patmos. Now, listen, Patmos. This is not some some lovely uh, Maldive islands. When you go there, beachy sands and so on, and you relax with a cup of tea or some some pina colada. Now, this is a place, rock 
It was pure rock. It was really a bad place to live in. So they sent this guy over there, this 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 prophet, this pastor, this preacher over there. And when he was in Patmos, this is where he got the revelation. This is where he got the revelation from Jesus. And this is where he wrote the book of Revelation based off what he received. And when you read the whole book of Revelation, the revelation he got was mind-blowing. And there's even a section we said there's certain things that he was told not to write. So he must have seen some incredible thing. He saw, as we speak, the Antichrist, the beast. He saw, as we speak, the wrath of God pour upon the earth. But he also saw while we're talking about Jesus writing letters to the churches. So, this book, as we're talking, it was written for a personal revelation. And chapter 1 describe a personal revelation on Jesus. So, this book, when we look at the book of Revelation, is very important to understand this. That, number one, it gives an outline of the entire book. When we look at Revelation chapter 1, 3, it gives us an outline of the entire book. And the book of Revelation is divided in three sections. Now, the first section of the book is chapter 1. It says here, write the thing which you have seen. What did John see? John saw Jesus. So, in chapter 1, it describes Jesus in some detail. And we can turn into it and you can read it if you want to mouse mm -hmm. it, it's so poor it's so amazing mm -hmm. what he says that I, I just wanted to read something as you were speaking something else came to me um mm -hmm. which i think is really really important for us to re really um grasp mm -hmm. is that this is the only book in the bible that it says that we will be blessed absolutely will will receive a blessing if we read it absolutely so it says in 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 chapter one um, verse 3, it says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Yeah. Um, so it's the only book. It's the the only book in all the 66 books of the it. Bible. We <laughs> promise you yeah. a blessing yeah. just to read him. Read and it. not only to read it, but, but also to, to keep, keep the word yeah. of this prophecy. That's right. So I hear many people saying, oh, I don't want to read, read the, the book, book of Revelation. Revelation. It's so scary <laughs> and so on. But they don't mind watching watching uh, Freddy Krueger or what's the other horror movie that they're watching, but they can't read the book of Revelation. But listen to listen to this, guys. The book of Revelation is the only book that promises you a blessing if you read it and if you keep, keep the, the word of this prophecy. It. Mm. So it's no need to be fearful about this book because this book brings blessings very very important as i mentioned it revelation 119 says this write the things which you have seen and the thing which are and the thing which will take place after this that section alone give you the whole outline of the whole book of revelation it is so key mm. because it shows how divided this book is and as i said in three sections the first section is Write the things that you have seen. So what did John see? In chapter 1, he saw Jesus. Mm. And that is what it's all about. He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus and he described 
Jesus in some detail. You can read some of the detail that's referred to Jesus mm. in chapter 1. Is that afterwards? It says, The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars and the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which saw which you saw are the seven churches. And then it goes no, on to speak this, about... It's, it's at the beginning, chapter 1, when he described Jesus... Oh, to talk about how yeah, he looks. How he looks, yeah. <clears throat> so I'll start from chapter one. It says, talks about the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent <coughs> and signified it by his angels to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. And then I spoke, blessed are the ones who read it and keep what's what's written and verse 8 and then he talks then about jesus yeah verse 8 and then he says i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end says the lord who is and who was and who is to come the almighty and then he talks about john then it goes on to speak about john and as then well. and then it says verse, 12. verse 11 and 12 it says i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last what you see Write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And then from verse 12, he goes and gives a description and of what Jesus And then it talks says. about Jesus. And then he says, and it talks about the fact that he turned and he saw the seven golden lampstands. Right. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And then John says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, and then he started saying different things Wonderful. to John. That is jesus that's what john saw he saw jesus and when you look double just souls the the white snow that's all jesus himself mm. so that chapter one really talked about jesus and he gave jesus in some detail then the second section which is in second chapter two and chapter three it deal with the things which are which are the things which are is the church mm. which we're going to look into this morning <coughs> so that's three section the first section the things you have seen jesus the things which are the church from chapter two chapter three and then the last section of the book of revelation is from all the way chapter four to chapter 22 and he said the things which will take place after this after what after the church period so we are looking at from chapter 4 all the way to chapter 22 which will take place now many people and i'm not saying that's the case but many people believe that because the the church is now mentioned in the book of revelation from after chapter uh, chapter 4 all the way to chapter 20 yeah. they believe that the church will be raptured and the, yeah. the church will won't be part of the time of wrath on this earth and of um of the antichrist system but this is what is referring to when I said the outline of this book is so easy to understand it and it's fun is that post scripture, Revelation 1 chapter 19. Write the things that you have seen, 
mm. you know, take place and then after this. After this, after what? The word, the Greek word for after this is metatata, and which means after this, pretty much the mm. same thing. So that's one way to understand um, the book of Revelation in that sense. Now, chapter 6, 19, begin the great tribulation and the time of Jacob's trouble. Chapter 19, we see Jesus return again with the army of the world and then defeated the Antichrist. Chapter 20, we see Jesus establishing the thousand years, the millennium, king, mm-hmm. millennium kingdom, which I mentioned before, called also the Sabbath rest, which people believe is part of this grand plan of God, seven thousand years plan of God in that sense. And chapter 21, 22, is the new heaven, the new Jerusalem, the old heaven has passed away. So, this is beautiful. When you understand this book of Revelation, it just basically gives you a picture of everything. It gives you a picture of who our Jesus is, you know, how it looks like, the way John said it. It, take, it, it gives us a picture of what the church is, what God said, what Jesus said about the church, you know, the church. In, and then it gives us a picture of what things are going to take place, which also we've got to remember. There's a wonderful future waiting for us at mm. the end of it. Despite everything that we're going through today, there's a wonderful future waiting for us at the end of it. And that we've got to take that with heart in that sense. So as we know, we we as we know, there are seven letters written to seven churches. Yeah. And as mentioned in a, in the book of Revelation in um chapter um one um verse um 11 when he says this i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last and what you see write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in asia so jesus write letters mm-hmm. and he asked john to send those letters to the seven churches which are ephesus smyrna pergamo tataya sardis philadelphia and Laodicea. Now, there's one thing that we need to understand this, which is a very important. Those churches, and the way Jesus said it, he said, send it to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Tataya, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. There is an order mm. in sending those letters. There's a specific order, and we're going to go through it um, in a minute. Now, what we need to understand is, first of all, is that those letters were delivered in the order of an ancient postal round. What I am saying, I am clearly saying this, that those letters, those letters that Jesus wrote, were delivered in the same way that the postman would deliver the letters. So as he go through this region, he would go to Ephesus, and they make his way to Smyrna and so on. And in the same way, Jesus wrote those later in the same manner. Isn't that amazing? He's, he's, God is a God of order. Right? There is no, anything is no, everything, everything has, chance, no, everything nothing has is by chance. Mm. Everything is mm. purposely, divinely, divinely yeah. prepared, mm. made and done. So that's something that we need to understand. Now, those churches were located in asia minor which today is modern day turkey so that's something that we need to understand as we look at this here on the map it is a very interesting to see that those cities 
had real congregation of Christians in those days. Mm. So when we're looking in those churches, the latest churches, I was going to study those churches, we need to look this study in four different levels. Number one, as I said, they can be applied locally. What I mean by that is that, as I mentioned earlier, they are, they were real churches in those areas. So there were real churches in Ephesus. There were real churches in Smyrna. All of them had real churches operating in those days. The time that um, um, John was tasked to send those latest churches, they, they have real churches. This. I think that's really interesting as well is that Paul wasn't that far away from Ephesus. So he was yeah. like, just Patmos was yeah, just there. He was. Which I've never seen before. He was. Really, as really we look at this map here, mm. we look at a Patmos where Paul, mm. John was oh, John, there. Sorry. John, John was located here. John. And then he would send those letters to the different location mm. as we can see on a map here, which is a modern day Turkey. So that is the first thing that we need to understand. The second point that we need to understand, those letters as you write them they can be applied to the church scene or ecclesiastically or the church word ecclesia means church basically that's a mm. greek word for church mm. so you can look at those letters and apply as a whole to the whole church to the body of christ the third things that we need to understand these letters as you write them they can be applied to you on a personal level what I mean by that, it means that they can be applied to you personally in your own life. So as you look at the instruction that Jesus is giving to the churches, you can look into your own life and apply what needs to be applied or rectify what needs to be rectified. That is very, very, very important. Number four, which is for me has been one of the mind-blowing things in that sense is that when jesus wrote those later they can be applied prophetically what i'm saying by that i'm saying that in other words the later applied to seven successive keys stage of church history so this church that we are looking at would present a chronological order of church history starting with the church of ephesus in AD 50 and handed up with the church of Laodicea, which is found in Revelation 3, 14, 22, which is the church of the modern day church, which is quite scary as well. Mm. So when we look at this, you can look at all those letters that's written and you can see aspect of those letters in every churches in the world today. Mm. You can see aspect of those churches in your own personal life, whether it is right or whether it is wrong. You know that they actually existing in those times, those churches existing in those times in AD 50 when John wrote the, the book, they existed. But also, you can also see as a key stage or seven key stages of church history. I think that's phenomenal. Isn't that it? is incredible. And as we look into those church letters in detail, we will find a correlation with the prophetic. So, what Jesus did, he painted a panoramic view of the church from the beginning. Up to today, seven epic church history. And so the thing is, so what you're saying, when pe people look at it, if they were to go back in church history and they were to begin at the beginning of Ephesus and they mm -hmm. were to look at a particular period of church history, mm -hmm. they'd be able to see prophetically what Jesus actually That's right. said. Absolutely. When you look uh, here, it is uh, very important to understand that. Let's look at the first um, church, which is actually um, the, the Ephesus church. 
Now, there's also called the apostolic church because obviously that was the the, the, the church that grew from that. And the period of time pretty much is from 33 AD to 180 and it span over a period of 67 years. Now, this is where the apostle begin the day from the day on Pentecost and the church grew. And mm. some church grew so much. And as a matter of fact, most of the churches there, Ephesus church was there as well, and most of the churches. The second church, for example, Smyrna, which spanned from the 180 to 312, that's where the time where the church was persecuted as well. And they went through, uh, uh, the, the Bible speaks about 10 phases of persecution. And that persecution eventually ended in 312, which really bring the third church of Pergamos, which was the time where Constantinople stopped the persecution of Christians and declare, um, declare Christianity as the religion of the Roman Empire. So it was Constantine. Yeah. So, and then we go through the time of the Middle Ages, the Reformation, the Missionary, and the Apostate Church up to today. So, we will go into more detail into all of them. But it is mind-blowing to understand. And this is why I say you cannot skip the book of Revelation chapter 2 and 3 because they are key messages, foundational, foundational messages, last instruction of mm. Jesus. Jesus gave us a great mandate. He told us, go therefore and make disciples. But he also gave us instructions to the church, to us as people, you know, the things that we need to watch out for mm. and the things that we need to repent from, mm. the things that we're doing right and we're doing wrong in that sense. So, unfortunately, we won't have the time to finish up, but we're going to be on the series. So, let me continue before we start with the Church of Ephesus next week in that sense. But it was important to bring this aspect of it. The other thing that we need to understand that Lord Jesus has chosen particularly those churches because they represent all church throughout history. So nothing is done by chance. Those churches were specifically uh, specifically chosen to, for represent. to represent church histories as well as much as representing the actual problem and good thing about the different churches mm. as well. So as I said, this is why you got to look at those churches as you study from those four different levels. You got to look for the fact that there were actually churches, seven churches were actually present in those times. You got to look that it represents the whole body of Christ as a whole. You got to look that it represents your personal life, how you live your life, and also the church history. Now, when we look at those churches, um, they have an outline. Most of them have pretty much a similar outline. At the beginning of every latest, there is a positive affirmation so god reveal himself there's a representation of who god is you know he's giving him a presentation of himself that we find in revelation chapter one so mm. whatever you find in revelation chapter one he will put he will put an aspect of his characteristic and it will start with the aspect to each church depending on the message that he want to give it to them he's giving them a positive affirmation so he's telling the church what they're doing right he start with this he start for years, then he started telling the church what they're doing right. You know, like a, a good parents would tell the child, I love what you're doing this. So he's telling them what they do right. At the exception of one church, which is the church of Laodicea, when Jesus has nothing good to say about his church. When I say nothing, there's nothing good about his church. But don't you think that's quite scary if that's representative of, of where we are now? It um, could, yeah, it is. 
and this is why it's important for us to understand and, and, and study those letters very carefully to understand what Jesus is saying. So Jesus said what is good about the churches except the church of Laodicea. Then he's giving what we call a corrective exhortation. Where basically he's telling them what is wrong about the church. What are the things that they're doing wrong at the exception of the church of Smyrna and Philadelphia when he's got nothing wrong to say about those two churches. And it's quite interesting if we actually take a look at the church of Smyrna and Philadelphia. And when we actually look at them, Mm -hmm. if we think about them, Smyrna was in the, the persecu- persecution. Yeah. In the f- and and Philadelphia they was were a missionary. the missionary church. That's right. That's so, when all the John Wesley came about and, yeah. and all those those guys that came yeah. about as well. Yeah. So that is very interesting thing. And then we will look into more detail it's into quite this over the next you know, weeks. The, the, the persecution is laying down our lives. Yeah. And the missionary is going and Absolutely. making disciples and you know, Absolutely. Yeah. Which is a two, two main, main aspect aspects. when we're talking about Christianity yeah. and be a, yeah. be a, a very born again Christian yeah. is to be able to fulfill the great commission that God mm, has given lay us. Lay down our lives. And to be able to lay down our life. You mm. know, what Bible say, you know, if you want to follow mm. me, you know, take take up your cross if you mm. want to follow me, you know. Mm. And basically say, give give up everything to follow me. Mm. And those are the two aspects of the churches and which really describe what Jesus said about nothing wrong about those churches. Mm. And they the only two churches that he said nothing wrong about it. Interesting. And after that, he's giving it an eternal motivation. Jesus is motivating us as Christians to make changes. He's telling us basically, don't forget about heaven. Don't forget about the perspective, the eternity. And that's what he's doing in all the churches. He's giving you this encouragement word, you know. You know, watch out for things, you know. Do this, and this is why, you know, heaven is there for you to take it. And then at the end, he's giving a divine, and each letter, as I said, begins with a description of Jesus Christ, divine description. So we're talking about description of Jesus Christ, um, a positive affirmation, a corrective exhortation and an eternal motivation. Mm. And those had the outline basically of every letter, you know, and that's why we need to understand this. So, so next week we're going to go deeper, yeah? Next week we go deeper. We will start with the church of Ephesus, mm. uh, but it was important that I start with this. Mm. Now, to conclude and, and really before we go next week with the, the church of Ephesus to remind us, God give us basically um x-ray of the spiritual condition of the churches x-ray which you mean by looking at those seven churches you see so many aspects of churches that are not doing right so it's it's basically giving in a, a complete x-ray of what a church look like and what a church is the state of the church you know sometimes you look at church and and you, and you think that oh they, they seem all right mm. but god see through it Okay. You know, when you do an x-ray, mm. you go through, you see through what you can't see in the mm. surface. On the surface. But God gives below. everything below. He gives mm, aspect everything. of everything below. And unfortunately, most of the churches in Asia, mine, modern Turkey, didn't take heed of the latest in those days. And up to today, the only church that is, is there, still active and, and vibrant in Turkey, is the church of Smyrna. Wow. <laughs> so, Amazing. we're going to stop now. Next week, we will begin 
specifically looking at the church of Ephesus, I spent a lot of time on Ephesus, um, and there's a lot of things, a lot of things that, mm. you know, I, I believe will help us to mm. to really understand what God is saying. But I think for us right now, as we are in the lockdown, it is very important that we hear what God is saying to the churches, yeah. what God is saying to us as people. And as we go through the studies of the latest, the, the latest to the churches, we may find that there's aspect of those letters that apply to us and that we need change we need grace we need favor we need forgiveness we need repentance in essence we need to be well equipped as we begin to enter to this next stage you know next stage when things is going to get interesting and people we need people like us to bring hope you know we are the salt of the earth we are beacon of light and they need us to bring hope in essence but we have to be well rounded in the word of god we can't go and bring out some some false doctrine to people because you know we'll be taking them down with us and god really wants us to be well versatile in the word of god and know the word of god upside down so we can bring the hope the message of hope and grace to many why don't we pray amen father we just thank you so much we thank you so much for this subject. I mean, every time I hear it and every time we kind of study this, I, there's always something new, as, as Jean-Marc has said. And that's just your word overall, Lord. We just love your word because you are your word. Your word is you, Father. And we just thank you so much. We thank you so much for this time. We thank you so much, Father, for everyone who will listen to this. We just pray, Father, that every single time or every person that listens and as we actually continue to study your word, Father, we truly will be, we'll study your word to show ourselves approved to you, Father. And truly your word will will enter into us and it will bring a transformation and a new and fresh revelation of you, Jesus. Mm. And we just pray that we will walk according to your word. As we have said that as we study the book of Revelation, it's the only book in the Bible that promises a blessing if we read the one who reads it and who keeps it. So, Father, we just pray that that will be us, every single one of us, mm. as we read the book of Revelation, as we continue to study the churches, Father. We just pray that you will give us fresh revelation, mm. Lord, of who you are and who we are at this time and what you want us to be and how you want us to change and to be able to move to do that which you have called for us to do, to be mm. a church like the Church of Smyrna, the Church of Philadelphia, to be like churches like that, Lord. Father, we just pray that that will be us. We mm. speak this over every single member of CLF and all of the churches, Father, who have a heart, who are chasing, who are running after you, seeking mm. your face at this time, Father. Father, we just thank you. Said, Seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. So, Father, I pray that that will be us. And we thank you, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's so wonderful. So, guys, thank you again for being with us um, this morning. We shall see you next week. Same place, same time. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.